0: Welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former collegiate soccer player Dane Kenny. Dane played his collegiate years at College of the Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts, where he served as team captain as a senior. A six foot four inch strong central defender, Dane has been a captain throughout his career from the time he competed for Albertson Soccer Club to St. Anthony's High School, where he helped guide the Friars to the 2008 Catholic High School State Championship. Quoting his former college coach, Dane on and off the field is very much a leader. He's got a lot of personality, a lot of character, and he's great when it comes to dealing with his teammates. He's very level headed and very mature in everything he does. An accounting and economics double major, Dane went on to earn his master's of science in accounting and now serves as as a senior manager at a specialized financial consulting firm. Dane, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast.
1: Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Course, I got to correct something quick though. It sounds double major, but it was actually just economics accounting and it was one major, but it, it made it sound really good. <laughs> but it was just a single major that it just like had two names to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, okay. Right.
0: Cause I know I gave you the script beforehand. So I was like, he would have corrected it if you didn't want me to say it. So <laughs> we- <laughs> I wanted you to say it to have people think it was at first and then I'll just tell you after. <laughs> tell me after. I like it. I like it. And uh, yeah, Dane is, Dane is an absolute day one. Uh, Dane, Dane and I grew up. It's so good to have somebody, my first guest on the on the podcast, that actually played for Auburndale Soccer Club, yes. which is I know I, I've spoken about them on a couple episodes, but yeah. uh, Dane is here to 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 really just verify everything that I've been saying. That we oh, basically yeah. we ran New York, ran Long Island at like ten yeah. years
1: old. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get people confused. We were we were up there. We were top top. <laughs> Auburndale was top.
0: Little animals were top. For sure, for sure. And um and yeah, Dana and I, yeah, we we grew up playing together on that on that team. And um I think it was it was kind of when uh Academy came about and and that was when you know there were only about three teams in the New York City yeah. area in Academy yeah. or the New York Long Island area in Academy. And Academy yeah. was like where you went to um if you wanted to to play in college. I mean, if we're being honest, that was yeah. where a lot of the college coaches went to see showcases, that was where a lot of recruiting happened. So um, that was when a lot of I would say, you know, the the boyhood clubs and things like that kind of broke off a little bit. People went to different teams and yeah uh, and Dean went to go play for, for Alberton out in Long Island. Fair enough. Yeah. It was closer to his house. So
1: Yeah, no, that's you know, true. That's no beef, no closer.
0: beef. <laughs> 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 and um <clears throat> I was actually just thinking about when I was when I was driving home and and getting ready to do this and I was—I guess—I don't know why I thought about this. Maybe I was thinking about just the, like ways we knew each other outside of, of, of obviously Auburndale, and, and I thought of of Elliot's camps in the summer. So yeah. um, Elliot is was our trainer. He was a trainer well known yeah, yeah. throughout the, the the Queens area for sure. Um, a, a former uh, Trinidad and Tobago international soccer player, and uh, he had these camps in the summer. Um, and I was thinking about it and I was like, I know Dane went to some of the camps, but I literally went to those camps every summer from when I was about seven years old to about 12 years old. And like, that was my summer, like camps were from 9.00 AM to 3.00 PM. You get an hour lunch, which was a great time. Um, and I came home exhausted every day, dirty, um, fell asleep on the couch and Elliot's camps were like, that's all I did. Like every summer. and. Dane was, was involved with that as well. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I think you had, I, I was thinking as well, you had a, a cousin that used to come up from Jamaica. Russell. Yeah. Russell yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. literally met like, ex- like people's extended families through Elliot's kids. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I had to throw that out there.
1: The good old days, man. The soccer, tennis, the juggling contest, the the McDonald's, and like Mister Softy during lunch, like all that <laughs> stuff, man. Those are such, such good memories.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and it's. I mean, this this was really. I mean, this these soccer camps were like. Yeah, these were like my upbringing. Um, like oh, yeah. I didn't go. I was. I'm actually. I'm like, sometimes I think about it. I get a little salty sometimes that I'm like, I didn't go to any sort of like actual like sleepaway camps. Like, yeah. I'm like I don't know. Like, my brother was in the Boy Scouts. Like, I'm like, how the fact that he knows this man knows how to pitch a tent and I don't, like, that's actually like <laughs> that annoys me a little bit. Um, I barely know how to swim, like, I just don't know how to do things that, hey, but you could juggle like the like ball a thousand I times. Though. I, saw you,
1: I saw you do that. I saw you do that.
0: <laughs> I know I could juggle <laughs> the ball though, but I just feel yeah. like I just didn't. I can't do things maybe that you learn and like summer camp and I'm just, I don't know. I don't even know what a summer camp really is. I'm just going based off what I see on TV, but (laughs) I'm just like those, those like normal summer camps. I was playing soccer every single summer for like five, six summers. (laughs) I
1: mean, outside of, outside of like life skills, like in terms of soccer, I thought that at least for me brought me to a certain level where I don't think if I wasn't playing all day, all summer that I would get to Uh, absolutely those were a ton of fun like i wouldn't say it was like super strict or playing soccer strict schedule but i remember going to the that park and being so excited and 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 having fun with all all the boys and girls out there playing for for those although hot days like fun days you know yeah Uh, yeah so i love those camps and elliot man i mean what a trainer i thought he yeah, brought us yeah. To the next level as well. So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, listen, I think those camps at least at least you know, for me and, and like I think you just said it as well. That that made me into the player that I am. Like yep. those camps, that was really when I I really honed in on like my skills. And that was like a vital age too, because it's like, you're, you're, you're still developing and you're still like very early stages, but it's like you mastered, I think we mastered the fundamentals just through that, through that camp. I
1: still, I coach here and there now. I still use those drills, all those (laughs) drills, like all the juggling, uh, everything. Um, He taught us a lot and I still use
0: those. Nice. 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 Yeah. No, no, it's good. It's good. I had to bring that up. I wasn't sure if we we're going to touch on it, but I was like, man, yeah. it was Elliot soccer camps. So i got to mention yeah, that man. to me. Soccer made uh, simple. <laughs> for real. That was his motto. Soccer made simple. SMS. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. So listen, man, let's, um, let's get right into it. How did mm. you you know get into soccer and, and what initiated mm. your love for the sport?
1: Um, so I think like yourself, my parents are from Jamaica. Um, so uh, they were born there. Um, and they moved over here in their 20s and and over there, like it's either track or soccer. And I was in both. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I played other sports, but those are the two that I was focused on as a kid. Uh, so my dad was my track coach and at times he was my soccer coach, uh, which was great. Uh, really had us bond and, and and grow in that way. That coach player relationship, I think, was at times good and bad, but also, as you know, uh, but but uh, I thought some great and fond memories. Uh, and then, you know, as soccer got serious um, and then the kids got faster, I quit track and I <laughs> and I uh, started playing soccer. So full time and, and a lot. So yeah, yeah that's kind of how I got into it.
0: Nice. Nice. I actually had no yeah. idea that you actually were into track. What what did you run? Was it like, did you run like the 400? You know,
1: a lot of people don't know this. I think it was like <laughs> seven or eight years old, Long Island. You can Google it. Long Island. uh I think it was the hundred meter dash.
0: Oh, okay. Number, so one, number one, number one, Long Island. Wow. Uh, you Bolt status. Okay. Yeah. We
1: don't know what that time was. I think that's lost in the record books, but it, it was <laughs> up there. It was up there. But yeah, track, track hundred meter, two meter, 200 meter dash, uh, which was fun up until like just through middle school. When I got to high school at that point, I, I wasn't running. Um, yeah, those were some good times.
0: Nice, nice, and I actually had no idea that also that your your dad was your you said your track coach and yeah. And for the record, coach. uh Dane's dad is named Dane as well. So uh, yep. growing up, we called him Big Dane, and yep. and Dane we called Little Dane, even though yep. this man is a monster. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a
1: little <laughs> taller than him now. I don't know if I'm still growing or he's shrinking. I think. It's, I mean, <laughs> oh, you're taller. I think it's <laughs> the latter. I think it's <laughs> the latter.
0: <laughs> nice, nice, and what tell me what was the you know what was your favorite, if, if there's just something that stands out stands out to you in terms of uh, your childhood sports memory, is there, is there one yeah. favorite memory that you have that you can look back to and it just just kind of makes you smile?
1: Yeah, there, there's a few. I mean, there's general ones of, you know, playing with playing with my dad or, or just friends and whatever, but I mean, outside of Arbondale beating number seven, uh, Clearwater, you know, number wow, we seven in the country, Clearwater, besides that, that was when we were young, young. I um, do you know, there's a couple. Uh, you know, we grew up, same thing, grew up in the ODP program right before Academy. Uh, I think uh, as an individual success, making the regional team, I think, was huge. Uh, that's a very fond memory uh, that I have. Uh, and then getting later on, uh, senior yeah, senior year, winning our uh, league championship for high school, uh, scored the winning goal, which was individual and a team success, I thought was awesome. Uh, so those are two that kind of stand out to me.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. And this is why it's so great to have uh, a former... Auburndale Soccer Club uh, honoree here because I completely forgot that we beat number seven in the country. You got to remind everyone. (laughs) Clearwater Chargers out of Florida. And uh, that was that was huge for us. That was huge. (laughs) We automatically
1: became number six. At least that's what we told everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great memory. Wow. Wow. That's great. Love that. And um, kind of, you know, what was your what was your dream and what did you ultimately want to accomplish with, with soccer?
1: Yeah, you know, like as a kid and growing up and, and my dad watched a lot of soccer in the Premier League, so I, I would watch with him and and watching the Arsenal, uh, you know, getting to that next level at one point was a dream, like oh, playing Arsenal, being a part of the Invincibles team would have been amazing, so you could do it too. But, you know, as it got older, I don't know how realistic that was. So the dream slowly became, all right, like, should we focus on just at least getting to another level? potentially college. So I think, and my dad and my parents like really focused on academics for me and, and wanted me to focus on that more. So I thought at one point, and I think it was something that I wanted to push for as a dream was to, to make it to the next level of playing college.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you kind of pointed that out. And that's something that that just I know about you is, is, is that you were always, I felt like you were always like head in the books. You know, um, you were always just, you're always just a smart, a smart guy. Like we were always oh, looked yeah. at Dane. I feel like Dane knew he wanted to like be an accountant when he was like 11. <laughs> I <laughs> I guess we always that. think about Dave, but. Totally uh, because doctor didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> or Cam chem was too hard. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. No, typical Jamaican uh, father dreams there. So I can. <laughs> nice. Nice. And yeah. so when, when was that, you think, when was that moment where let's say, you know, your, your, your dream shifted a little bit, maybe, okay. The, the Arsenal, the Invincibles, the, the Premier League, that wasn't realistic, but maybe this dream shifted to like, okay, now I want to be a successful college soccer
1: player. Yeah. I mean, at one point, I mean, like I said earlier, Megan, state team, regional team, getting looks from the, the national team and and trying out at a young age was was awesome and it's like okay maybe one day but i think the the biggest thing getting to that next level and and hitting and hitting those teams was consistency and so on a good day maybe i could i could have had there but you know only few make it um so i think it was probably like middle of high school 14 15 years old i think playing division one and going to college and getting good education but also having soccer help me along the way, was definitely realistic. Um, So I think around middle of high school and then right before we started getting recruited. um, So it just became a question of how it was going to happen and where.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you kind of brought up the, you know, the kind of getting looks from, you know, the, from the regional pool and the national pool. And Mm -hmm. then that was when we were, we were a bit younger, I think like just before the high school level or um, right around that age. And um, you know, even if it was at maybe at that point you were still, thinking maybe don't know, like the dream has kind of shifted. I'm not really reaching for those types of goals. Um, was there a certain point in your career where you just felt like the highest in terms of, man, like, I feel like if I stay on this route or this track, like I can actually push to, to, to reach a, a level that maybe I didn't even anticipate.
1: Yeah. I think 50 at 15, uh, I got invited down to Nike Friendlies in Bradenton and tried out for that national team, uh, which was great. And then it got shot down when I didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> but I had a good, I mean, sophomore year. That was Alberton. That was when Academy started, made nationals that year. I think like those years were like, I thought I was playing the most consistent soccer uh, and playing at a very high level. And then going to that junior year uh, and trying to get recruited that year, I thought that 15 years old was probably like, Okay, maybe this will happen um, and then and then you know when you start to realize like you know there's a lot of great players out there and and you should be happy with yourself that you can get to that d1 level um, but yeah I think pro was pro was always like in the back of the head, but I think uh, especially my dad like you said, he was like, you know you just got got focus on the books as well you know so. <laughs>
0: Do you think, you know, do you think that like your dad kind of, you know, or your parents like pushing you to 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 kind of, you know, keep your head in the books and like make sure that you're you're staying on top of your education? You know, do yeah. you think that that was um, you know, maybe part of like do you think that that kind of was part of the reason why, you know, your your goals were sh- possibly shifted a little bit or you just maybe had a different outlook?
1: Uh yeah, I I I knew someone who uh, went down, right? my family and I knew someone who had gone down and went down to Jamaica. And it's like, OK, I mean, if the national team didn't work for him, like try for Jamaica. He had lineage in Jamaica and first tryout goes down there. They break his leg. Hmm. So for him and my dad said, it, and luckily, he was also like very focused on school, whatever. He still goes to college, still plays and has a great college career because he was also focused on on the books and not just on that just playing soccer and that's it. So I think when my dad saw that and I was a little younger, he was like, you know, like you just, you need to have this, you need to have this backup. And he kind of instilled that in me. And I I thought that was important. I look back at it now and I'm I'm grateful that he did. Um, because sometimes, you know, you only want to focus on soccer or on the focus on a sport that you're doing. And then if it doesn't work out, you're like, where do I go now? So I thought that was...
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and and listen, Big Dane was uh, first of all that man is a legend. Um, he <laughs> he just at every single soccer game, he would be everyone, all the parents would just be on the sideline, right, watching the game, conversing, yelling at the ref, doing things that normal parents do. Yeah. Dane would, Big Dane uh, would be <laughs> off. In like a corner somewhere, just like maybe under right. a tree, like he always in a tree,
1: to... in a tree on the top, on the top of like an electric pole. Like no one ever knew where he was. No but one like ever knew. He would yeah. say these like little things of like wisdom, like oh, like switch the ball or get back or whatever. <laughs> and like people could hear him somehow. And like, no, listen, yeah, from he's, he was... he's probably
0: the greatest coach from afar that I've ever met, like um, from a distance. Yeah. Like he, yeah. like, for, I don't know. He just, he just had this like aura about him where it was like, yeah. he just meant strictly business. And like, you could look like, in a, like honestly, like on top of a hill and he'd just be looking down because he wanted, I feel like he wanted to get the best view and just see the whole oh, field. Yeah. So exactly. I just feel like he, his mindset was, was, uh, was on another level <laughs> compared to some of the other parents. I mean, he really had that coaching mentality, but uh, he always had, so cool, he always yeah. was very, you always had that stern type of uh mentality where we're like oh we don't want to we don't want to upset big bane like you know yeah. he's watching he's, us.
1: So. <laughs> self, self-proclaimed he you calls himself the uh the soccer guru and i'm like
0: no, God, right, <laughs> nice nice
1: and um so yeah so you went off
0: to um you know college of the holy cross and you know i i I, I read a quote from from your former coach that just talked about you know like your leadership and 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 I think how he named you, Captain. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was you were actually, I guess, walking around a recruit on campus, and yeah. and I think he introduced you uh, before he even told you. He introduced yeah. you as as the captain. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I think that the, that that in itself is is pretty dope. So, you know, you you obviously had those those leadership qualities. Was it when you were playing and and you know still playing and and a leader on the team, Division One. When you were playing, did you were you always okay with the fact that, okay, at the end of my senior year, that's
1: going to be it for me for soccer? Um, you don't know. Like, it's funny. When going into college, you had these goals of like, okay, if you do well, and, and you saw some other players doing it, if you do well enough in college in D1, you have an outstanding year. Even at some of like the smaller schools, I, I thought you could potentially go on and either get drafted in the MLS or, I mean... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not a, a normal path, but go to Europe somewhere and it's not premier league, but you can go at least go play anywhere in, in any division, for, at least for a bit. Um, but yeah, I, it was tough as the, as the years went on in college. Uh, I got tougher and tougher for me, at least um, freshman year. Uh, it was the last day of preseason, 10 minutes left in a, a scrimmage and I tore my ACL. Um, so I tearing my ACL, my lateral meniscus and my sprained LCL. So it blew up my whole knee. Um, and at that point I was like, is this, is this over? Like, can I ever play again? That was my definitely by far my most serious injury. I've had things here and there growing up, but that was, I mean, kept me out of the game for 11 months, uh, basically it was the beginning of the season. So I just took my time and came back. But then over the years, like getting into sophomore year and junior year, I kept having these other injuries that I think that first major injury kind of caused imbalance and, and I, I don't know. Over the years, I was like, man, I still love the game. I still want to make it. I love this team. Uh, and I think maybe that's why, like, although the, the leadership was there, a lot of those th- first three years, I was off the field. So for, for me to make uh, captain senior year, honestly, was a was a huge honor. Um, and I think it also, like, uh, it kept me on the team. It kept me going. And then we had, luckily, fortunately, we had a, a great senior year. Uh, but at that point, I was just trying to get through every week. So I was like, man, this this definitely can't this this could be the end for me. It's gonna be Sunday yeah. League, and that's it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no. yeah And uh, I mean, just gotta point out word on the block is that you're still in these Sunday leagues, active midfielder. I mean, ripping shots from all over. So um, that's 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 word on the block. But um. yeah.
1: isn't that what naturally happens? You're a center back throughout your whole career, and then you think you're a forward at the end. I think that's what, it is. <laughs> nice, or a nice midfielder. So that's, <laughs> yeah, I still try to. I still try. I'm still trying to kick it. Um, yeah, but I'm a lot more sore now these days.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And um, you know, and listen, I I don't even think I, I knew fully that. That you missed, I mean, that much time with injuries. Yeah. I know that you had some issues with your knees and and different things yeah. like that. But um, you know, and I'm sure that like you said, you you kind of, I mean, going back to your goal, right? Your goal at this point was to was to be a successful college player. And then you get to yeah. that point and it's like boom, to ACL, or you're out yeah. like a whole season, or you're out even more yeah. than a season, a couple of years. And so yeah. was there, you know, I'm sure that, that that whole period was was pretty tough for you to to endure, but was there you know, like, was there a specific moment or was there a specific time period that you could point to that, that were like, man, I was, I was just really at like my lowest right here.
1: Definitely that injury. Um, mm. It was like, especially going away to college. It wasn't that far. I mean, three and a half, four hours from Long Island, but being away from from home, doing like tearing my ACL there, and I started getting cold. And then I went home to I did the surgery <laughs> up there. I came home to recover and I was like midway through fall semester I was like falling behind on my classes. And I'm like, do I go back? I mean, that was definitely the, one of the lowest points for sure. Um, but you know, luckily I made some good friends early on, on, they were like, Oh, I was a kid on crutches. That was the first day of school. Uh, so that, that was great. And then it got better and better spring season, the, t- the team and the school and my friends really supporting me and my family from back home. Uh, so that was a low point. Uh, but, you know, worked my way out of it. Yeah, nice, nice, yeah.
0: nice. And you know, talk to me a little bit about your your transition, you know, once once the plan days were over and mm-hmm. specifically I want to talk on specifically the the kind of plan B that your that your dad instilled in you. Um yeah. and and you know, I can't I can't remember exactly if you if you went straight into your masters or if you went into mm-hmm. the work into the workforce, but right. you know, what was what was that transition period? period like?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, plan, plan B was uh, pre-med and then Orgo Chem was crazy. So plan C was like, all right, like I I need to figure this out. You know, you know how it is. Like you're in college. You're like, all right, let me see what I like and things like that. So you take different classes. So I took like poetry and whatever, and whatever music and all this stuff. And then I ended up taking an accounting class. Um, and I thought it went well and it, and it stuck. And I was like, you know, what? like this could be, this could be a, a good, uh, Good major and a good career move, and get some options after uh, school. Uh, and then I ended up. It's funny I redshirted so uh, freshman year, obviously because I was out the whole year. So I was like, maybe I should try to play uh, after and, and use that to further my education. So go on and play somewhere, and also, like you said, get my master's. Um, and I ended up last minute. I was looking at a couple schools, and I ended up last minute deciding. You know what? Like my body just can't handle it. At least, at least at that like high level another year of either D1 or D2 um so it didn't work out that way i went to school right after after i graduated for another year um just to get my the masters in accounting but i couldn't uh, only played for the club team uh, okay. which, was, okay. which was which was which is just fine <laughs> Listen, the club teams get pretty competitive. I remember I played yeah. for at Marist
0: College. We played for the club team like our senior year spring season because that's basically there's that's when the season was over in the fall. Yeah, that's what, yeah. and um, I I mean I'm pretty sure it was all of us, and I'm pretty sure we lost in the finals. I mean this wow. is like D one, and I mean, that's embarrassing. It still, <laughs> that still hurts. That still hurts. <laughs> I don't know. I think a few of them went out the night before, maybe yeah. like a couple hours before. I don't know. I don't know. But um
1: it but wasn't no, me
0: I, <laughs> no definitely wasn't me. Wasn't me. Um <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. And um yeah. how much you know you know, in, in terms of of like your you know, it's it sounds like your your dad or your parents overall just kind of had a had a big um you know, a big emphasis on, on you and 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 um, as with a lot of parents, right, on you yeah. and your, your college decision process, what you're going to yeah. do, your career, different things like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, how important do you think was it for you to, um, you know, to hear those um, those messages from from your dad when it came to, you know, when it came to education? And because I think, you know, yeah. anyone as a kid, even if I mean, anyone as a kid, no matter uh, what you're. You know, plan B, plan C is once you're at the, you're playing with with some top players, which, which both of us were, I think it's hard to come across any kid that's like, doesn't think about the whole, you know, professional route and like think about like, yeah, like you right. said, people are getting drafted. Like people are, yeah. and it's just, it's just like, I mean, it's just uh, lights go off in our head and it's like, man, that's, I could do that. Like I know yeah. I could do that. And it's the competitive yeah. nature and everything like that. But, um, but yeah, I guess I guess how much, you know, how important was that was that for you in terms of like your parents' messages regarding yeah. education?
1: Super important. I think it, it kept me focused. I think it um, didn't spiral off into thinking like, yeah, like I'm only playing soccer and that's it. And like that was my only option, right? Like I, I think it gave me it gave me other options and opportunities going forward. Uh I, I thought if I only had just focused on soccer and then I did that toward my ACL in that way, I would, I would be in a bad place. So I think growing up the way that I did and then tearing my ACL, you know, I was like, you know what, like I, I have things to fall back on. I have family, friends, and, and my education to fall back on. So it's not the only thing. Um, it, w- it was definitely up there in terms of importance, um, but not the only thing. So yeah, definitely. I thought definitely. That was, it, it was definitely super important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, I mean, you had, you know, You definitely had a had a had a great career. Just even just growing up, just even before college, like everything leading up to college. Obviously, college some roadblocks with different injuries, but you were still you know captain as a senior. Um, You know, you still were able to to really kind of just just delve into to the whole competitive nature of Division
1: One soccer. Um, You know, finally a couple goals. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. Finally, I was like, like, when are these goals going to happen? Like, I was like, probably (laughs) because I'm not playing, but.
0: Nice, Um, nice, nice. No, I've seen some videos. Yeah, I've seen some videos. I can verify. I I
1: should have sent you my highlight tape before. (laughs) I had this this one goal. I still talk about it to this day. If if you played a Holy Cross with me or around that time, that's the only goal I ever talked about. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I
0: think I know the one that you're talking about, actually. I'm pretty sure you've shared it with me multiple times. um.
1: (laughs) Chris is loyal. if anyone wants to go look it up after. this (laughs) loyal.
0: Yeah, but I I guess, you know, um, looking back at it, you know, are you – are you are you completely and hundred percent satisfied and happy with with the path um, that you've taken to get to where you are right now? You're obviously, yeah. you know, I would consider your. You, I'm sure you, you, know, you consider yourself really successful in, in everything that you're doing, just in life and in a career. But, um, you know, looking back at it, like, are you, you know, are you definitely like, yeah, that was that was the right path for me, and that that path kind of um was was what I was destined for, to, to to kind of what, what I was destined for.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough. Um, my hindsight 2020. So it's kind of like, it's, you know, in, ter- in terms of like no regrets, like in how it went Whenever like sometimes you think and you're like, Oh, what if I made this decision? What if I went to this college? What if I didn't go into that tackle that took my knee, you know, like things like that. Um, but I think I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be here today, um, or the path I'm at on. You know, very happy with it now but with all those things that happened in the past so uh can't like no regrets there but uh yeah it's tough it's tough. sometimes yeah. you think about it but no i think uh yeah i think that's it
0: yeah yeah nice nice yeah. and you know if you i'm sure that you've learned you know just a lot of different lessons along the way and and mm-hmm. you've dealt you've dealt yourself with it with adversity and in and, and, and i'm sure in many different ways of life outside of a soccer in itself but um, being that you did go through the, you know, the, this the, the sport transition process, right. And the retirement process of, of life after sports and, yeah. and, and, and you're living that now, if you can, you know, if you could give one piece of advice, um, to, to, to anybody who's, who. Who's might be going through that process right now, or yeah. or possibly still playing and, and thinking about it, or maybe even that already retired, kind of struggling with different things. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to that person about you know sport retirement, their transition process, yeah. um, what do you think that one piece would be?
1: Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's, it's it's uh, and whether whether it stops in high school or college or professional. Um, you know, sport, sport isn't forever. Um, I think our bodies catch up to us and, and I think it's, uh, it's important to appreciate it in the moment. Um, and another thing is in failure is just normal and it leads to, you know, different opportunities and different successes. Um, whether it's losing games or not making a certain team like there's, I didn't make a travel team when I was eight years old and that's how I found Arbindale. (laughs) <laughs> um, and that's how i met you guys and elliot and got that sort of coaching and training and i don't think i'd be here today without that first i'll never forget that first travel team i never made it was like uh, at the time the biggest upset as a, as a seven-year-old and then i <laughs> if i made that team i wouldn't have played for armandale you know right so right and i think uh i think that was a an early lesson that i saw like later down the road i was like man like Thank God, thank God I didn't play for the Wildcats. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah nice. I think the Failures help you work harder and pursue other opportunities. So
0: oh, I love that. Love that. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's that's a great lesson, is 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 almost kind of learning from those failures and, and really just taking that in stride. Um and thank right. God for that. Yeah, that New Eyed Park. I think it was New Eyed Park, right? New Eyed Park yeah. Wildcats.
1: Thank God. I'll for never that. forget. I'll <laughs> never forget. I was still playing for them at the time, it was right before travel. And you guys were playing a year up, which is what we did often. Uh And you beat us 7 0. (laughs) And I was like, man, who are these guys? Like passing the ball like they're, well, at a time, Arsenal, but then Barcelona did it. And like Arbondale Little Animals did it first. (laughs) (laughs) They created Tiki Taka. Um, And then I I got cut from that team because I'll travel and they were like, oh, you're you're younger. And then uh, I met you and Elliot at a park. Uh, and he was like, oh, come on. And, um, uh, I think they got that Caribbean vibe going. He's like, come on and, and try for this team. And, uh, it changed, it changed everything. Uh, wow. So yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. See, I didn't even know
0: that. I was just like, okay, we saw, you know, we saw a pretty tall, maybe defender. And, uh, you yeah. know, my dad was pretty slick with the recruiting back in the day. You know, he'll go, go talk to <laughs> the parents. April. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You go talk to the parents on the low on the sidelines. So I thought yeah. that was, you know, but I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't even know that backstory. So man, that's yeah, nice. yeah,
1: that was it. So like, we we're like, oh yeah, we know this team. Like they just smoked us like a few months ago. <laughs> um, so yeah, nice, nice. Everything nice. happens for a reason. Yeah,
0: love that, love that. So um, yeah, no, listen, Dan, I think we'll we'll end it there. That's that's yeah. that's a great lesson, I, and and particularly I, I really like that um, that. That, that that failure remark in terms of um I think I think in one thing in life that, that helps you grow more than anything I think is failure um yeah um and and really just learning from that I think it it, it makes you right. more resilient I think it makes you stronger and and it and it you were able to kind of see the things that that have come you know based on that failure right where you're yeah. like man if that never happened even though that was probably such a low point in my life whatever it was whatever that failure right. was you're like You're able to look back at it and be like, man, that taught me so much to get to where I am today. So, of course. um, course. Listen Dane it was um absolute pleasure uh like yeah, I said man. an absolute day one um you know uh I'm sure that I'll I'll definitely see you soon um Yeah always great know. catching up. Man. Yeah man and it was it was it was just great having you on so really appreciate it man and um best of luck listen keep those keep those legs light keep stretching uh, I know you're <laughs> out
1: there. <laughs> yeah stretching I've learned now stretching is super important at 30 years old <laughs> I want to play the next Sunday. Got to stretch.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, give uh, give Big Dana a hello for me. and I will.
1: Um, I will. I'll see you soon, my man. All right. Thanks, man.